Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Marvel Movie News. We're going to talk about Captain Marvel's deleted scene, some scenes from Dark Phoenix, and a bunch more on Marvel Movie News. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. Hey guys, good afternoon to you, our merry Marvelites. Welcome back to Marvel Movie News. We are coming to you live from the Cree homeworld because that's the scene of the deleted scene, which is going to be uh, a big part of our topic because it's a slower news week. <laughs> but there's a lot of cool tidbits, and we're going to take some fan questions in Doom's Question Corner. So start putting those in the chat. Christian's got an eye out looking for some good ones for us to talk about. So stick around towards the end of the show. I'm Zach Wilson. We've got Zia Anderson. Hi, that's me. I'm Zia Anderson. <laughs> and that's Christian Blatt. Hi, I'm not Zia Anderson. I'm Christian no, Blatt. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you to Colpado who is helping us out. From, tweeting from the Star Jammer. You can tw- if you tweet a link to the show to at, at Marvel News PTN, tell a friend, tell uh, an enemy, whoever it is. Uh, Colpado will help you out with a retweet from that Marvel News PTN on Twitter. How are y'all feeling this week? Good. Good. Yeah. Having a marvelous time? I'm having a marvelous time. Sorry, that's terrible, and I apologize. It's a slow news week. We gotta make all the puns. Look, there's still some cool stuff, though, because we're gonna talk about the the deleted scene that they uploaded from Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. Uh, There is some Black Widow rumors circulating about when that movie is taking place, throwing some doubt into what we all sort of assumed was a given about when it's gonna be. Um, And... There's some updates on Falcon and the Winter Soldier that I definitely want to talk about. Plus, did they announce when Jessica Jones is coming out? Kinda. It's a question, (laughs) and we'll talk about that question very soon. Um, But let's start with uh, our our lead story for today, which is the the deleted scene from Captain Marvel. And I want to talk about, usually deleted scenes are just like a cool uh, thing on on the DVD. They're always fun to watch. But I but this one stood out to me. Did you guys get a chance to watch it? it did. I did, yes. Mm-hmm. What did you think of it? I thought first of all, all those adorable little Cree kids, you know, even though they're all essentially, you know, intergalactic terrorists, but they're still adorable and I did like them. Uh, imagine going through all that makeup and being cut from the movie. But uh, I thought it was good because it actually like understood it being cut for time, but it's like, oh, it would have it would have explained the supreme intelligence just a little bit. But uh, unnecessary, but a really nice little extra, I think, to have. To me, this, like, so it's clear that this scene was probably from the first principal photography uh, shoot. And then uh, when they went back, they, like, rewrote some stuff so that this scene was repetitive at that point. Because they've already established in other scenes the Supreme Intelligence and how that works and a lot of stuff. What this, I, but I do think that this this scene is a little bit of a missed opportunity. Zia, I feel like I see on your face that you disagree. I just, that clip felt unnecessary. And also it reminded me that I just, 
I, the reason I didn't like the movie that much is because the whole thing fell flat. It fell flat. Felt flat. Um, and that scene just reminded me of it. It's weird because the actors in the movie are all great. Um, the storyline's not bad. I don't, I don't know why, but watching it, I was like, oh, I'm bored. Did you not That's enjoy right. You didn't enjoy her jokes, her playful ribbing of uh, Jude Law? No. I didn't think you would. It didn't do much for me. I thought I thought it was like, it reminded me. I'm like, oh, that's why I like Carol. So I had the exact opposite. <laughs> the exact opposite So we would reaction. never go after the same girl, which is why we that's, can stay friends. Yeah. yeah. Yep. See, here's, a, here's the reason I like this scene and why I think it's unfortunate that this scene or something like it isn't in the movie. This, to me, humanized the Cree world in a big, big way that I thought the movie sort of failed to do. It's one of the, my, my complaints about the film. And I, I overall, I liked Captain Marvel, so I want to remind people of that, as I said. But one of the, the issues I felt with it is that it simplified the Kree Scroll War where it didn't feel at the by the end of it like it was a two-sided, just like never-ending, dirty, bad war. It felt like the scrolls were good and the Kree were bad. Mm-hmm. But if you but giving us this little window into Kree culture with like with kids and how they've like, like a little bit more of like how they've lived on their side of this war, and where they are like about protecting weak planets and stuff like that, like Jude Law mentions. That to me is way more humanizing of the of that side to where at by the end you would really feel like both sides had good and both sides had bad and that's what one of the things i thought was like a little bit missing in the movie was painting both sides as good and bad right which is the interesting thing when you have like a people that have been at war for millennia mhm it's like no one not everybody in a in a multi-millennia war is going to be evil Right. Well, and yeah, I mean, they took a character that originally was, I guess, in the or I guess a race uh, that in the comics that were evil and they kind of did a little flip on you, which was cool. But you're right. Nobody's hands would be clean. Yeah. In a war that's been going on that long, so exactly. like, yeah, that makes sense. And like, so I, I wanted to see uh, like a little bit more of that, and that the, I like this scene because it gave us that. Um, yeah. I thought it was cute, but it was it would have been repetitive if you just like slipped it back into the movie mm-hmm. as as is. But that's why I think it was probably something that was reshot, rewritten, um, from an earlier version, as opposed to just like cutting room floor done with this. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times, I and mean, we all know this. Anybody who's watched deleted scenes, a lot of times you get scenes that uh, they're not rendered. Like if you look at the Guardians of the Galaxy Blu-ray, their scenes where Rocket is actually not. Animated it's just, it's in just it. Sean Gunn. It's, yeah, it's so it, 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 you know you get a lot of stuff like that sometimes. So this felt like an actual scene, completely unnecessary. But the kind of stuff I like to see in the uh, in the deleted scenes. You yeah, know? yeah. And so we, I think that this is a good look at like what we can, what we're gonna have a chance to look forward to once Captain Marvel comes out on Blu-ray coming soon. I don't know. I'm so I like. I kind of want to get Captain Marvel on Blu-ray, but I kind of want to like hold out and get the like crazy whatever crazy box set of everything the, of all of Phase Three is going to be. But that probably won't come out till the, till like the holidays. I kind of want to watch Captain Marvel again. What am I going to do here, you guys? Make a friend buy it so you can go over to their house and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Zach, um, will you be that friend? Will you just go ahead and buy it so I can go to your place. Uh, and <laughs> I see what you did. I see what you did. It probably is going to happen. <laughs> I had a feeling. Um, but let, let's jump over uh, to Black Widow. Uh, and this, and this, so like, this is an interesting little rumor. It's like, the, it's like rumor's rumor. Uh, but so we've all assumed that Black Widow was going to 
be set pre Iron Man, like mm-hmm. back in like the early two thousands, like a while ago. Hopefully Budapest. Hopefully showing us Budapest. Yeah. And Jeez. and I still think that we should be holding out hope for at least a segment of the movie to show us <laughs> frickin' Budapest. <sighs> but according to Sebastian Stan, and there's no quote on this, but apparently at a panel, uh, and nobody has this on tape, so it's like, that's why I say it's a rumor's rumor, because it's oh, like wow. pure word of mouth. He made a comment that Black Widow is going to be set post-Civil War. Hmm. Uh, so it would be her... It would be So it would be pre-Infinity War, post-Civil War. Because remember that Black Widow, during that time, had, like, become... Had been... She, like, left to go join Captain America, but we don't know exactly when. We mm-hmm. just know that she... Since she helped him, she was in violation of the Accords... And had to join the, like, Secret Avengers club that Cap had formed. Right. But we don't know that she joins immediately. So there's some kind of intervening time there where you could tell a story of her, like, digging into her past, going back to Russia, going in search of the Red Room. So that, that timeline works. What do you guys think? Um, yeah, I think that there definitely could be some cool stories to tell there, because like you said, we have no idea what she's off doing, um, and maybe we'll get to see a little bit of Cap in there, too. Maybe just a little bit, doesn't have to be a lot, um, just in the beginning of the movie. I kind of would have liked to have seen it pre-Iron Man, honestly. I was excited about that aspect of it, because I, I understand why they'd want to give us um, a Black Widow that we already know, because everybody already knows and loves um, Natasha like this, but I just I would have liked to have seen a Budapest Jesus. You guys have been talking <laughs> about it enough, um, and I know people don't like origins, but sometimes I do. And she's a character that we haven't seen a lot of her past on the big screen, so that would have been nice. I mean, I don't like origins when you see them time and again. You know, right. I don't uh, I don't need to see. I'm so glad that we didn't get a Tom Holland Peter Parker origin. Yeah, and I know it's a agreed. different universe, but I don't ever want to see Bruce Wayne's parents killed ever, ever again. You know, I, you get tired of it, but we haven't seen Natasha's real backstory. I mean, yes, there's flashbacks that we've seen, but an actual telling of her story on the screen. I would like the one advantage to being after Civil War is that, yes, you could include other characters. I would bet probably not Cap, but that doesn't mean you're not going to see, who knows, Rhodey or Sam. You know, there's a there's no short list of people that could be included in it. But uh, I hope that it actually is at least mostly set uh, prior to the first Iron Man. Or yeah. Iron Man too, I, guess. I mean, there's a lot of complications that come with that territory. I mean, I, it's an interesting debate. Like, if you're going to do a, a movie that's set 15 years ago, essentially, with, like, how how much can you do the de-aging that you've done to, like, Samuel L. Jackson, who was in a big chunk of Captain Marvel, yeah, but not nearly as much of it as Scarlett Johansson would be in a Black Widow I'm just going to go movie. and say that Scarlett Johansson does not age. She still <laughs> looks freak. I don't even think she needs it. Like, she still looks so good that it's just whatever. Just put a little bit of extra makeup on her and, like, make her... You know in TV shows where they go back in time with characters and they just do something to their hair that for some reason makes them look like they're, like, 12 again? And you're yeah. like, how did they do that? Well, that's the other <laughs> side of it, is you could do... Ju- you could, Like, do you think audiences will just roll with it if you just, like shot Scarlett Johansson as she is and we're like, it's 2008. Deal with it. I mean, kinda. 
Let me just uh, bring in a very controversial statement from the chat from Langley M. Nilo. <laughs> I seriously have no interest in Budapest. How? We all want to know. What is it? They talk about it all the time. I, I told. I get where Langley. <laughs> I get where Langley's coming from. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's sort of the. It's the same reason I know a lot of people weren't didn't enjoy Solo. Sure. Uh, the, like because the Kessel Run was this mysterious thing that's like. Did the castle run twelve parsecs? How does that work? And it was like a fun, like you could create what you wanted. Right now that they've shown it to us, we know exactly what that was. There's less invention, like headcanon, that you have to fill out, and like it is sort of fun playing with like what the hell went down in Budapest, like and like <laughs> going with it. But you keep they keep building it up, and it feels like they're going to show it to us. Um, it's just because they built it up yeah. so much. It wasn't a one-time reference. If it had just been in Avengers 1, I think it would have been a fun little throwaway thing. But the fact that they keep bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we know, know Fury was there, yeah. too. I like, know. Something happened in god dang I, Budapest. I, I think uh, Gamer Girl uh, summarizes this well. I think, Le- uh, I think Langley fears that the Budapest reveal will be as bad as the how Nick Fury lost his eye reveal. And That's Gamer Girl earlier in the point. chat said that she liked Captain Marvel. So she's not a hater. She just didn't like that. You can aspect. enjoy Captain Marvel. I very much enjoyed Captain Marvel. I saw it three times in theaters. But... There were still problems with it. Sure. You can acknowledge issues and and enjoy something. No, like, I agree completely, Gamer Girl, actually. Yeah, because you're like, wait, what? That was it? Oh, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Uh, so, I guess the, the it... Would you be satisfied if we did a little bit of a prequel? Like, we, we showed, like, a Budapest, like, this is when she joined S.H.I.E.L.D., and then we jump to... Uh, you post, have to have a good reason War. to to have a flashback like that. Like it would have to be. Well, you would have. It would probably be. You you can't meet her dad, even though we dropped his name in right. Endgame. Yeah, because she doesn't know it who he is when we get to Endgame. But whoever like David Harbor is playing and all that, like they could have been nearby in Budapest. Maybe they were attempting to take down something related to the Red Room when they were in Budapest. Um, or you have like another Black Widow tracing her at that in Budapest, and then we catch up with that person that you revealed was in this background of that. And then it's Hermione, and you're like, <gasps> <laughs> uh, that person just shows up post Civil War to like take on Natasha. Hmm. So, but- so you establish Budapest, you do the fun part, and then you show a little sneak peek of something that comes that like Natasha never sees again until. We pick up with her in 2017. Yeah, I think that uh, some variation on the structure of what you're saying is what I'd most like. I want some, it doesn't even have to be origin like day one, but some early early story of her, and then they can jump to whatever time period. If they want it to be Civil War or wherever they want it to be, that's fine. But I'd like a little bit of backstory with her. I don't necessarily need her origin origin, like seeing her being trained up in sure, the Red Room. Yeah. But I would love to see her join S.H.I.E.L.D., and how that went down. Like, the turn. Yeah. The turn from Russian assassin, like, potentially maybe working for either the KGB or Hydra or both, to trained S.H.I.E.L.D. operative who's got, who, like, 
is trying to wipe out all the red in her ledger. Like, I think if you're going to do a Black Widow movie, you have to show us some of the red. Yeah. That was in that ledger. Absolutely. You can't just, you could. I mean, there's ways to tell that story, but I think that you have to show some of it, or at least the consequences of it. Um, Because the red, like, I got some red in my ledger has been largely forgotten Mm -hmm. since, like, it's been, it's there, but it's really underneath a lot of the other Avengers stuff that she's been up to since she hasn't had her own solo movie to deal with those kind of storylines. So, yeah, that's my thoughts on Black Widow. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to add there? I'm just curious to see who all of these cast characters are going to be. That's what I'm the honestly. That's what I'm the most excited about. Just seeing who they plug into the story. Yeah, yeah. Christian, where these people water, go, man. Yeah, that's why you have two cups. That's why I have two cups. But it's uh, it's just a, it's a, it's willpower. They're actually filled with sand. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so let's move on uh, to Dark Phoenix. Let's. Uh, Christian's like, I'll yes. Be two weeks from, well, two weeks from today, actually, you'll is be able to see it. Is it really? Because it's, it's June 7th is the release day. Ooh. That's two weeks from is tomorrow. Is it June next week? Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, the end of next week will be June, next uh, Friday. What in the oh. world is Saturday. happening? Next Saturday. How did that happen? When did it turn to June? Well, it well, hasn't, hasn't yet. yet. Yeah. Time is flying by, and we're inching closer and closer to death. So we're death two weeks away from Dark Phoenix. Yep. Mind-blowing, because I didn't even realize that until Christian just said it. I know. Um, but they put out two new, like, little clips, little scene, like half scenes for us to watch online. Um, one, as the team is getting, as the X-Men team is getting ready to go to space. And you have uh, Quicksilver just like, we're doing space missions now. Awesome. <laughs> favorite part. <laughs> My favorite part. My favorite part about that movie is going to be Quicksilver. I already know it. And then you have uh, Jean Grey, or as I accidentally referred to her while watching this clip with Zia, uh, Sansa. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. And Sansa's sitting there. It's like, nope, that's different. I thought you did it on purpose until nope. I said something and you were like, Oh, whoops. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's Sophie Turner and Jessica Chastain. So you have Jean Grey and the mystery character that Jessica is that Jessica Chastain is playing in this film. And I feel like this scene for me cemented my theory on who she's playing. Uh because they haven't announced her. They've said that she's like not from here, like she's not a human or anything like that. And did you guys both get a chance? Zio and I watched together. Christian, did you get a chance to see it? I did scene? see it uh, before uh, coming here, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it seems obvious to me at this point that Jessica Chastain is playing some kind of mentally projected persona of the Phoenix Force. Yeah, I think that uh, that's not what I had been thinking. I had sort of ever since she was... Uh, by the way, I do think that now. But uh, I think that ever since she was announced, it just always made sense that she would be Lilandra or some permutation of, of uh, you know, some form of Shi'ar character. But it really... I feel like, yeah, she might not even actually be a, a real character. Like, nobody other than Jean might see her. So. Yeah, that was, that was my yeah. theory as soon as I saw them interacting in an early trailer was like, oh, this is the personification of yeah. the Phoenix Force. Because who else is going to talk to her that way? Right. Like, she's sort of acting like, almost like the Silver Surfer for Galactus. Like, she's acting like a herald. She's the herald of the Dark Phoenix. So she could be the herald of the Phoenix Force uh, in some way, which would be probably a Shi'ar, since they worship the Phoenix. Um, But to me, it's it's just the Phoenix Force needing, especially on screen, to somehow be able to communicate and to... because showing internal struggle 
in a in a in a live action format is very difficult. How do you show Jean Grey's like mental state degrading? Having her have a conversation with the Phoenix Force is a perfect way to do it. Um, Mark Balam has a, a great thought that uh, I, I thought it might have been Ms. Mastermind uh, because Mastermind figures in so heavily in the comic hmm. book version of the Dark Phoenix saga. I, I don't think Ooh. he thinks that now, but he's just saying that was something that he had thought. That is, that is I mean, that, look. The, <laughs> Sorry, I just have to throw in the joke one now because good. he and I both laughed at it. Funny. Jessica Chastain is Ray's mother. <laughs> it's from uh, Dixon Cider. So it, 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 it made me laugh when good. I saw it. So. You monsters. <laughs> um, but, it, but it, I mean, it could be. Like, that's the thing. I like them holding back something like that, like character reveal, because like, we'll have to wait two weeks to find out. Yeah. Just, I, I wanted to, to feel good and not in, like, the Star Trek Into Darkness. Oh, by the way, Benedict Cumberbatch is con, huh? What do you think? You know, I want it to be a good reveal, you know? Well, that's the thing. It's like, don't just straight up lie to us. Right. That's unnecessary. Uh, like if we figure it out, just don't respond. Don't be like it's not con. He's totally con, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and and, he, and that that plotline had its own issues anyway, especially because he didn't need to be con. And we're not gonna we're not gonna go off on a Star Trek rant here. I, we might have to if the, if we get another light news week next week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, did these clips do anything to excite you guys more or less for the movie? I was already going into the movie hopefully optimistic because I did that with Venom and actually ended up really enjoying it. Uh, so I think that it could be good. And anytime I get to see Quicksilver do his thing, I'm into it. So I'm excited for that just in general. I'm looking forward to it. I think that it's going to be not as bad as people think it will be. Chat, get in on this too. I want to know, are you, at, like after seeing all the trailers and stuff, we're two weeks out, so theoretically they put out all the marketing material. Are you excited for Dark Phoenix, or are you hesitant about Dark Phoenix? Right, and is the, is what you're seeing as it gets closer, is it helping you feel one way or the other? I mean, is anybody seeing the same things we are and be like, actually, I'm less excited for it now? Just which put I it can, in, like, yeah. all caps. Excited or hesitant? Because <laughs> right. that makes it super easy for us to, like, keep track <laughs> yeah. of it. Yeah. You can put in nuanced stuff as well. Yeah, but, but just start. Bold yeah. it. All caps. Excited. Hesitant. Um, I assume if you're here, you're at least, like, Semi looking forward to Dark Phoenix. It's yeah. a it's it's Hoping. a comic book. It's a Marvel comic book movie. You guys, I know that you might be nervous about it, thus hesitant. Yeah, and I think there's zero percent chance that it'll be the worst X Men movie. Which you know, I, there's just Look, no chance that it, we'll get that. The the other Dark Phoenix story is probably going to keep the crown. No, that doesn't even have the crown. Uh, X Men Origins Wolverine is really bad. That doesn't even have the crown for me. Is which it Apocalypse? One is it for you? Apocalypse? Apocalypse. That I, was that's for me. Also. Apocalypse was rough. Apocalypse had characters in it I liked, so that made me like it a little bit more. But uh, I don't know. I think even even the bad ones have something that I like in there. They all have something yeah. to like in there. Like even X Men Origins Wolverine. I'll always say this: that uh, I think Liev Schreiber as Sabretooth is great. I wish he'd been in a good movie. Yeah, you know, it was such a waste to have him as Sabretooth in such an awful, awful. I'll say it again: awful movie. Yes, there's there's a lot of that's what I mean. There's yeah. But overall, like Apocalypse was the only X Men movie to almost put me to sleep. <laughs> I, I could see that. Yeah. Uh, and I mean that literally. Like, I think I saw it with, with Jesse Klein, who I used to host uh, a bunch of Marvel TV after shows with. Um, and we were both like, were you just tired going into that as you are now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely remember leaving the theater and being like, oh, no. <laughs> but 
all the stuff they put out about Dark Phoenix, I am looking forward to it. I think it might be a good swing at this story. We're getting some great reactions in the chat. Uh, once again, Mark Belem wants to know, this is all caps, is ambivalence allowed? Yes, it's absolutely allowed. So you're either... <laughs> uh, but uh, Byron Broomhead is very, very hesitant. Philly Prince says excited, uh, but uh, I think it's a little trepidatious. Uh, we had uh, some comments in there uh, before that uh, the bar is really low since X-Men 3. Uh, hesitant gamer girl, real YT excited. Uh, let's see, there was one that I really liked. Where is it? Uh, <laughs> Thunder God, not even remotely interested. Oh, this is what I wanted. Mr. Duck Sauce. Great name, by the way. This yeah. is the same guy who wrote The Last Stand, and now he's directing? Yeah, all caps. Hard pass. Valid point. That is a good Completely point. Completely valid point. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I blame Brett Ratner for a lot of that, but you're absolutely right. I can't It's tell. weird to remake your own movie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really wish that Jean wasn't wearing the same red jacket that she wore in Last Stand. That's the th- more than anything, that's what makes me really nervous. Oh, boy. Oh, no. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> I think let's, uh, let's jump to the small screen for a little bit, but these are big, big storylines being told. It's Marvel TV time. Oh. Marvel movie news. We're talking TV time. And let's talk about Disney Plus up first. Really excited about that. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which they are continuing to call it that, despite the fact that he's kind of Captain American now. Maybe it's going to be a prequel. Just kidding. <laughs> no, it could be. Yeah. It could, yeah. But Who knows where they Don't do that. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I, I don't want that, don't but do I'm that, just saying that. No, you can't even do that because he's in uh, Winter Soldiers in Wakanda oh, yeah. that yeah. entire until Infinity War. Yeah, that's a good point. It wouldn't he work. can't, like, take a break to go run off with, with Sam. He's like, hey, like... guys, I'll be back. See you later. Um, like, but you're not. What? But we have some casting news and, and a director for the entire series was announced. Uh, let's start with the casting news. Uh, the casting, this is, this is fun. Uh, it looks like we're going to have both Sharon Carter and Baron Zemo are going to be in, uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier as they announced that, uh, Emily Von, Von Kamp, Van Camp, Van Camp, Van Camp, uh, and Daniel Brühl have both officially joined onto the show. Uh, we've got that. It's also going to be six episodes long, which has been confirmed. Um, and it's going to, uh, be directed by a woman by the name of Carrie Skogland. Hmm. I'm so sorry. I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Skogland, Skogland. Let me see. Skogland. Maybe there's no, maybe there's a soft D. <laughs> um, but. Skogland, I think. I think Skogland yeah, sounds good. Yeah, that right. Um, and if you haven't heard of her, she's a television director who has who has directed episodes of TV across so many shows. I can't possibly list them all, but the big ones uh, directed like five episodes of The Handmaid's Tale. Ooh, okay. Um, one episode of The Punisher. Ooh, um, all right. In, in season one, the episode mm. Resupply. Perked up. Um, I'm so, up. so she has she's directed episodes of The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead. I'm just looking through her list, like yeah. Penny Dreadful, Vikings, Penny Dreadful, uh, the Bo- the Borges, uh, Boardwalk Empire. <gasps> the list goes on and on. But like, I'm so already is, so excited. This is a very like skilled director, uh, and you've seen her work at some point, probably through all of this stuff. Uh, I did think the most interesting thing about this. 
was that they get, they're going with a single director for the entirety of the show from what from what the announcement sounds like. Yeah, I think that'll help uh, kind of give it a singular vision. You know, I mean, I think, uh, no pun intended, Paul Bettany, sorry. Uh, but uh, I think that, uh, you know, when it's a miniseries like this, I think it's better to do that. You know, uh, they're not under some kind of real time crunch for a release date, you know, a broadcast date. So I think they can take their time and uh, just let the same the same director do the whole thing. So uh, I think that that's whatever the look is going to be. I think it'll be consistent, obviously, through all six. Yeah, I mean, that's a cool thing. It implies that it's going to be very serialized, that it really is probably going to feel like a six-part movie more yeah. than anything else. Because it's, it's not going to have different... It, it's probably not going to be very episodic. If it's one director, they're going to bleed into each other. They're going to shoot it probably straight through. Uh, with, like, if it's the same director, that's, like, you just you do one set of prep. You don't have, you don't have rotating people going in and out. So... I think this all sounds good. We've got like so we know we've gonna, we're going to have Agent Thirteen. We're going to have Baron Zemo running around. Sharon Carter is going to show up. And be like, so Sam, where where'd Steve go? Where'd he? <laughs> we kissed, and then I was like, maybe maybe dust, maybe not. And then he's he's gone. And it was but now he's an old man. Like, it was weird because it felt like kissing my uncle. I don't even understand. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh yeah, you remember your. <laughs> your 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 aunt. Well, they're a thing again. Oh, I hope they explain that. <laughs> you know how your aunt always treated her husband like he was Wilson on Home Improvement. He was always on the other side of the fence, and you never saw him. Here's why. I really do want to see where Sharon Carter gets that explained to her, <laughs> and she's like, "Oh, this is weird. I thought it was weird before. This is weirder now." <laughs> That'd like it's weird amazing. enough to be like, look, you're in a you're in a time capsule. You got frozen. It's a totally unique scenario. I don't judge Cap for for wanting to be with Sharon, but like, how she got to feel when he goes back I know. to her aunt afterwards? It's that not, it's not like he knew he was going to do that, but still. Uh, there are people wondering about uh, Emily Van Camp being a female lead in the Fox show The Resident, how she'll be able to film both. We don't know how much she's in this show. You know, uh, I mean, It's she, a six-episode yeah. show. So even if she's in all six, I doubt she's a lead in this show. No, so she's I, not going to... They'll be able to work She's it out, not going to sure. be a series regular. She might be just a guest star in one episode, maybe two. Yeah. Um, and this doesn't film until October. So okay. it's very possible that she'll be doing it in the downtime or she'll do it in an off week. Uh, I and Daniel her. Brühl's busy, too. He's got his own show. I believe that's shooting in, like, Prague right now. What? Oh, boy. Um, like, trust me, these guys are, are working, but that doesn't mean you can't, like, take a trip, do a thing. Um, I do want to say, like, I'm always hesitant. I don't like to get political at all on this show. But I do sometimes. We, but we we have <laughs> like this is our platform, and I don't know how much of a difference it'll make. But it but like our voices as as fans as the consumers who who take this up makes a difference. And from what I understand, uh, this like Falcon and the Soldier and potentially um, uh, Scarlet Witch and or WandaVision right uh, are going to be filmed, or at least the the current plan, the rumor, of the current plan is that they would be filming in Atlanta. Um, as Disney filmed Endgame and Infinity War there, and they filmed, mm-hmm. they filmed other a lot productions there. there. Yeah. Um, if, if Disney is listening, if Marvel is listening, uh, I hope that they pull out of Atlanta, uh, given the, the current laws there. 
Uh, don't put your employee, your female employees in danger. Don't support a state that's going to be to take away human rights from other people. And like well, this is you vote with your dollars. You vote with your support of companies where they put their dollars. And this is a, cl- a an easy way to just move production, have an effect, make a statement. Right, and I mean, things like that have been effective before. You know, there have been laws like in, in North Carolina within the last couple of years, there were what they call bathroom laws, things like that. And you had like huge performers that like Bruce Springsteen canceled a sold out uh, stadium show, you know, which it's that's one event. But it's still you make like a lot of uh, you can really at least get a lot of attention for your point. And we'll see if that's what Disney uh, wants to do. Uh, I feel like just out of the country is probably going to be the, a good place to film this anyway. If I just have any hunch for the kinds of stories they're going to tell, they probably shouldn't even be filming in the U.S. I mean, like Black Widow and, to my understanding, uh, Eternals are probably shooting in London. Right. Black Widow, we know, is shooting in London. Oh, um, yeah. Eternals, I believe, as well, is going to go is going overseas. But, like, and look, I don't want to dwell on this. This is not, like, the point of this podcast. Like, but this is Marvel-related, and I hope that Marvel and Disney make the make a good decision here and use the power that they have to, to help send a message that, like, and it's also about their employees, the people that we care about that work on these shows. Mm-hmm. You don't want to put them in a in a bad situation where their medical needs don't come first. And where people who would help them with their medical needs get put in prison for helping. That's wrong. That's it. We can move on. Yeah. Hey, Jenna James says film in Canada, Hawaii, or Mexico. Uh, I, I I didn't know that uh, Hawaii had good. Uh, well, I guess they they have decent uh, rebate uh, tax rebate laws because you do have a number of shows that film there. Yeah, there's plenty of other yeah. states that have good rebates. Like Atlanta has become a good hub, and I don't want to take work away from the people that are there, and it's not their fault. But this is the only way to affect change when you work when you work in an industry that controls that uh, the United States is number one export. Don't kid yourselves. Uh, film and television are the United States' number one export by pure dollars. I mean, look at all the co-productions movies are uh, with China now. Where is China putting all of their money in the United States? In our movies. Yeah. Because they completely understand that. Yeah. Anyway. They should move it to L.A. and let us all uh, write the show. I just came up with with the perfect solution. There you go. Um, I'll do two episodes. You do two episodes. Zach does two episodes. Done. Let's jump over and talk about some Netflix stuff here, you guys. Jessica Jones still does not have a date. <laughs> but it has. But it has a, it has month. a month. It has a month. <laughs> Something. Yeah. Uh, and it's the next one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Netflix posted a photo of their like list of June shows. I guess is how is what it is what it looks like now. <sighs> And it was like, it's a list of all of these things. And then when it gets to Jessica Jones at the bottom, it just says, coming soon. Yeah. But it's on a list of shows coming out in June. June 1st, you turn on Netflix and, oh, there's Jessica Jones. Could, well, <laughs> well that, that, here's the thing. It could be. Do you guys think that Netflix would just drop it randomly on us? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that would send the uh, signal that they really don't care about it. <laughs> I think that, uh, you know, I don't know. I guess it creates some buzz if it just people start to say, like, hey, did you realize that it's there? Uh, but uh, I, I think that they have done this before 
where they've like the first season of The Punisher, they were uh, com- they were continually vague about it. And uh, I think that by the time that it is up there, we're going to know at least a, a week ahead of time. It might just be because there's no like fan events in in June, so you know it's not like they're going to tie it into like a Comic Con appearance for some reason and be like, by the way, like the Punisher they, one. The, well, this is what they wanted to do with the Punisher, but then they didn't release it that day. Well, yeah. that's the big thing that I was thinking, like uh, that they ne- they never really got to try with with the Punisher. They yeah. wanted to. I got the sense that it wasn't just like, oh, we want to do it and tie it in with New York Comic Con. They wanted to see what would happen if you take a property that people are going to watch when it comes out, regardless, right. and you just threw it out at people like surprise here it is and then like see what the numbers are like like does does a surprise drop net you a better response from your your viewers than a than hyping it up for a while cuz we also have like gotten no footage or trailers for this season well at this point does it matter it's the last Marvel show they know people that are going to want to watch it already know that it's coming out and they're going to watch it they're not trying to get new viewers because there's nowhere it can go well you still want to get people coming to the service and staying with the service yeah but they're not going to stay for any more marvel shows that's fair like that's fair this this is kind of it um i mean it comes with a bunch of other comic book things going on to netflix this month some i think are coming back uh so like just looking at the list on June, and like, there's one that I know you guys are going to be excited about. Uh, I saw that one. So, because you've got Batman Begins and The Dark Knight are coming to uh, to to Netflix or back to Netflix. I think they were on there. And I'm gonna rewatch those. This one's fun if you have somehow not seen Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, or you've just been waiting. You're like, I'm gonna watch it again 18 more times once it comes out on Netflix, so you don't are have to buy it. Are you talking about you, Zach? Oh, I already know you. No, I already. But but you watched it eighteen more times. Maybe (laughs) it's not the most off assumption number (laughs) of that movie. Oh boy, Um, June twenty sixth. Look forward to it. They announced it on Twitter. Into the Spider Verse will be gracing Netflix for the U.S. To be clear, I don't know what the international rights are on distribution. Um, It's very hard to keep track of all that, but. For at least, at the very least, U.S. Netflix is going to get into the Spider-Verse so you can watch it all the times you want. Definitely going to watch it again. Yeah, I have not uh, bought it yet. So uh, now I'm just going to wait. And I will definitely watch it again. I still personally recommend for this one, pick up a Blu-ray or uh, like a 4K copy or whatever it is. Because the extra, the special features on the on this one are so fun. The Spider Ham oh, yeah. short alone worth the price of admission. <laughs> I, I might be expecting to get it for Father's Day, so uh, I haven't bought it for that reason because I never know what to ask for. So <laughs> I was like, "Wait, Spider Man!" By that so. point, it'll be on Spider. Yeah. It'll be on Spider Flix. It'll be on Netflix. <laughs> Wait a minute! Why isn't there a Spider Flix? Spider Flix. Think about all the Spider Man TV and a- animated and movies and everything. We could definitely have a Spider Flix. Well, that would be great. Oh boy. <laughs> Just like it could be a little subsection of Netflix, Spider Flicks. Nice. I'd wa- yeah, you could make that little corner. Mm-hmm. Just team up with Sony. Yeah. Uh, or that's that will probably be on. Uh, well, no, it wouldn't be on Disney Plus because it's Sony. Anyway, let's talk real quick about some Agents of Shield from last week. 
I watched. What did you guys think of that episode? It was I. I enjoyed it. I liked it too. Um, I thought it was a good episode. Zia has a crush now. I do. Who do you, on who? who do you love? On Fitz. Yeah. Of course you have a crush on Fitz. Who Fitz could not is... have a crush on Fitz? Go back and watch the show, Zia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the one you watched before this, he was barely in. So. The next episode, you'll be coming in with a buffalo mozzarella pesto sandwich. <laughs> you don't understand that reference. I don't. But once you watch season one, <laughs> that's what you'll want to eat. Trust me. Okay. I mean, it sounds delicious. I kind of want to eat it now. It doesn't, doesn't sound like a bad sandwich. Um, well, my crush on Fitz is nothing new. I've had a crush on him since the first episode. But I love watching it. he and Enoch together. Uh, I thought it was great. And uh, I really... I'm I, Look, I, I preferred the space stuff uh, last season. And so I, I'm glad that we're getting to see a lot of that uh, already so far this season. I'm hoping we, we, get, we get through the space stuff and get back to Earth. That's the stuff that I'm more interested in. If I'm being honest, when it comes to Shield, um, but I, what's really interesting, like the big thing right now, is Sarge, the yeah. Clark Gregg mm-hmm. character, and what is happening with him. I don't know. He kind of he like remembers the word Coulson. I know that's what throws me yeah. off. It throws because... off a lot of theories that I've had before. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wanted to bring it up because Jay Scott sent in a theory to Doom's Question Corner, but it also makes sense to bring it up now. What if Sarge is the old Coulson from the alternate future from the beginning of Agents of Shield in season five? Okay, that took me a second, but that's a great theory. It... So we brought because like. <laughs> It's a little hard to follow if you didn't see it. Everyone's messing with time travel these days. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was doing it before the Avengers even got there. (laughs) They just did it with an obelisk instead of a... Instead of the 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 quantum quantum realm realm and massive technology. But, so, they did, like, break timelines. So it could be that this is some kind of remnant of that time stream who has forgotten who he is... Maybe his memory got messed up when you broke time. Because you broke time, Quake. And also, where's Deke at? Uh, yes, in the chat right now, Gamer Girl says, Deke is my shield crush, Zia. I miss him. And uh, that's two, week, that two weeks in a row. I was just like, where is he? Just for a second. I know. I want all... him drinking a Zima somewhere. Hey, you st- oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's off drinking Zima somewhere. But I want to know where and why. And what he's up to. Is he just mad or is he just sad that he and Quake aren't getting together? They were not getting Queek? And what flavor Quake. Jolly and what favor flavor Jolly Rancher did he put into his Zima? That's the real question that we need to find out. Oh my god. I'm about to look who look up who this is right now. <laughs> right now, this is the time to do it. <laughs> uh yeah, but I I, uh, I like the the mystery surrounding Sarge, where he's uh, coming from. Uh I sat in on the Afterbuzz TV Agents Shield after show again this week. There were a lot of theories in the chat and on the panel about uh, where they're coming from. Um I think that a different time is just as likely as a different uh dimension slash multiverse galaxy, that sort of thing. So uh, I, I don't know. I think there's uh, so many options, and uh, I like that they're just giving us a little. Oh, and that doorway thing was awesome. The way it moved around. Like usually when you have a gateway between two places, you can't slide the doorway the way that uh, they did in the episode. So I really <laughs> that liked that. That was really cool. That was probably my favorite thing in the episode. It's fun. I'm looking forward to this week's episode that comes out tomorrow. By the way, Gamer Girl, totally get it. Oh, you just <laughs> looked totally up Totally get yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, oh, and, and you'll really like him because he comes off as as really dumb. So oh. yeah, so you'll definitely oh, like him. Yeah, he he isn't dumb, 
But he seems it. <laughs> Just like, oh, no, wait, you're actually... Dead. No, I can't. I can't. Mute I mean, his look, he's mic. he's not wrong. <laughs> Get Christian out of here. I'm very blonde. All right. Uh, let's real quick do some Dooms Question Corner questions from the chat. Yeah. Christian... Uh, while you pull some stuff uh, for us, I want to uh, one that was emailed in, and you can email your questions in to us uh, on uh, the internet at doomsquestioncorner at gmail.com. One more time, email your questions to doomsquestioncorner at gmail.com so we can talk about it on the show. Obviously, we don't have time to get to everybody's. I love hearing all of your guys' crazy theories. Uh, so many people asking about fantastic forecasting ideas. We've talked about them before, but yeah. we'll probably talk about them again. Let's be honest. But this one comes from Al Andy. Uh, now that we have the Braddock name drop in Endgame, how do you foresee Marvel bringing Captain Britain into the MCU, or do you see that happening? I would like to see it. I I, <laughs> I, I feel like we're, we're hinting at it. The, the combination of... Braddock's name being dropped in Endgame, and that was like yeah. a throwaway thing, and it doesn't necessarily refer to the actual Captain Burton, it could be his dad, because obviously there's a family going on there, and the fact that they randomly, with Mysterio, whether he's from an alternate dimension or not, they chose, they happen to choose the number of the dimension where Spider-Man is also Captain Britain, and yeah. that's like, and he is also a dimension-hopping uh, character in that universe, like that version of uh, I forget what what I think it's Billy Braddock is this is this is Spider UK is like well in tune with the multiverse and can actively do dimension hopping in the comics in the comics. So I feel like they're teasing us with Braddock, like that that was a very that they had to make that choice for a reason. So why that one? I feel like some version of Captain Britain is coming, but like I don't know when because it's such a deep pull of a character. Yeah, and I don't know that he'd be uh, you know introduced just uh, by himself. I feel like you you'll I feel like he would be part of a, a group, and I don't mean a team, but I feel like a collection of characters. He might be one of them, but I don't. Know. I mean, if we knew what the next phase was, we might start to have a better idea. Um, but I think we're probably a good 10 years away from an Excalibur movie, so uh, I don't think that that's <laughs> going to be it. I mean, you could do, like, you could do a Captain Britain time travel story. Sure. Now that you've introduced time travel and you send him back to fight the Black Knight around King Arthur's court. Like, I'm do already so in. Do something crazy like that. And I think Marvel is, like, up for insanity these days. Yeah. So, like... That that could be a fun way to you bring just, Captain Britain. You just in. reminded me of the theory we never got that the the Black Knight was going to be an Endgame. You know, I'm really disappointed now that I'm remembering. That, that was to, based on the most circumstantial yeah, nonsense. Uh, but I really wanted to see him, and now we didn't. So uh, let's get the Black Knight and Captain Britain uh, into a movie stat. Uh, watch it. What do we got from the chat? Well, uh, just uh, in the chat, it's come up a few times the this notion that will they would they make Mysterio uh, a good guy? I think because he seems like a good guy in the trailer, he's definitely not a good guy. I'm I don't think they introduce him too. to us as that. So yeah, no. that's just uh, just sort of my quick uh, answer there. And uh, yeah, we, I think that's I think that holds up uh, to scrutiny. Like it's Mysterio, guys. He is. The ultimate like illusion master. Whether uh, he's lying about being yeah. from another dimension, 
that's an interesting debate that we could have, and we won't know until and it, it comes out. And if he's lying, why did he pick those numbers for those different uh, different universes? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so uh, that seems to me that seems the implication is right. that he is from another universe, but none of his powers are real. Uh, a Carter wants to see Psylocke. Do you want British Psylocke or Asian Psylocke or both? Uh, you know, either way, you can get an interesting story. Uh, let's see. Uh, Senor Nerd, uh, do we think Zola makes an appearance in Falcon Winter Soldier? Um, I don't know. Zola? Didn't he die? Yeah, but I mean, I guess he could show up, you know, like, because he you shows know. up when he, in. Um, uh, the second one, <laughs> Winter Soldier. He shows up like on a video or something. So it, oh. could there be some some trap that he's laid somewhere or something? I don't foresee that. I don't think that that is necessarily something that we'll get. But uh, I also don't think it's impossible. Flashback or otherwise. Yeah, we bl- we blew him to hell. Um, I don't know that Zola's still around. I think he. Ha- I think they they did his mo- the most interesting version of his story or like the cap to his story with. With with Winter Soldier, um, but then again, like uh, we never saw a fully realized Krang style robot yeah. version of of Arnim Zola, so we'll see. Yeah, uh, Jenna James has some uh, casting ideas for Adam Warlock, uh, Army Hammer, uh, Army Hammer, since he's not in the running for Batman anymore. Army Ian Summerholder. Uh, I say no. Oh, or Alexander Skarsgård. I'm not an Ian Summerholder fan. I, I don't. I'm, I'm not interested. I saw one with um, the actor who. I'm, no, 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 no. The oh. actor who plays. Um, I'm, I'm his name is completely escaping me. The actual actor's name, but that plays Jamie Lannister. I am there oh, for that. Nicolaj. Uh, yes, thank you, Colder Wasta. I have yeah. no idea how to say it. I'm so sorry. Um, I I would love to see that. I think he I think he's, he'd be great. I think he's great potential for a lot of MCU roles. I saw somebody suggest him as uh, actually as Doctor Doom, oh. which could be an interesting choice. I, I still think too. I still think there's no better in my mind. There's no better option than Javier Bardem for like that maniacal, twisted, but like you know he's ten moves ahead of you. Like for Doctor Doom, yeah, yeah. yeah. But but uh, Jamie Lannister, because I don't know how to say his full name. Mm-hmm. Uh, without butchering it. I mean, he should honestly legally change his name at this he, point. To right? just Jamie Lannister. Yeah. Yeah. I think he definitely has potential to be to play a role in the MCU. And oh, I think like he, he earned, like, like he showed his acting chops. So finding a dramatic character for him to take on could be really cool. Um, I'd watch it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. there are a lot of people talking about all the different ways that uh, Zola's uh, personality could survive, like on Flash Drive and things like that. Like, sure, we could see him. I just, uh, I don't know. Are you clamoring for that? Is the, do, do people really want that? Is that why you're asking the question? Because, uh, you know, I don't necessarily need it. But uh, Robot Zola. Yeah. Here's that thing. Oh, now, you know, now you're talking. Here's Robot. the thing. I, were you not listening to me talk about Krang a minute ago? <laughs> <laughs> uh, if we don't, it, like, if you want to bring Zola back, it has to be as a walking, a giant walking robot with the face in the in the belly. All I right. will accept no other version of Zola <laughs> at this point. Like you, I liked the version that we did with Winter Soldier, where sure. you sort of did that screen version of the character, but like made it not insane. If you're gonna bring him back after that, 
has to be insane, has to be in the belly of a giant walking robot. See, when you said Krang, I thought of Kang, and I just wasn't even thinking Ninja Turtles oh, no. at the moment. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, I just... Yeah. Uh, Jenna James, uh, more on Jamie Lannister would be good as Doom, Adam Warlock, or even Norman Osborn. So, uh, hmm. whom I feel like we'll have to see at some point. That was a fun theory that I saw this week, that uh, the answer to who bought Avengers Tower oh, could yeah. turn out to be Norman Osborn. That would be great. Oh. And you cut to that tower and it says Oscorp. That'd yeah. be awesome. And it, it totally adds up. Like mm-hmm. somebody has to buy it. We still don't know if, if Reed Richards is around, so it's it's hard to say that it would be the a new Baxter building. But if 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 you cut to Avengers Tower, the former Avengers Tower, and it just says Oscorp on it, think how much of a mind F that would be in that moment of like the home that was your hero is now the home of your worst enemy. That'd be a cool turn for Spidey to have to yeah, deal with. Yeah, that would be great actually. I um, like that a lot. And with that fun turn, I'm for, I'm going to have to turn off on this show. Ooh, that was good. Very nice. It's not bad. Nice to uh, I'm going to go get turned. I'm leaving. <laughs> well, we all are now. Thank you guys so much for joining us here on Marvel Movie News for this week's show. This is a fun one. We talked about some fun stuff. We're going to talk about more fun stuff next week. Christian, where can everyone keep up with you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ and over on Astro- After Buzz TV. Yes. Tonight yes. at 10, uh, we'll be doing the Twilight Zone After Show. And you can find Z and I Sunday nights at 9 Pacific doing Marvel TV Weekly. Also over on our sister network, After Buzz TV. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to jump in. I'm Zia Anderson, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zia underscore land. That's XIA underscore land. And he already said the other place I'm at. <laughs> and I'm Zach Wilson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson. Also, be sure to check out my other podcast, Ships in the Night, which is a fanfic insanity podcast where we take cross-fandom couples and ship them together. Uh, this week, you can, you can learn the tale of uh, Colonel Sanders and the Burger King. Uh, oh. And what that love is. They have a lot in common. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's a, it gets real weird. Although one has really good chicken and one has bad chicken. I'm it, just saying. Burger King has excellent we, chicken. We, right. we, explain the, we explain that via story. <laughs> there may have been some miscalculations oh, in lovemaking. No. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> this has been Marvel Movie News. Good afternoon to you. Excelsior to you. Good night. From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.